Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you are on the income and wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. It's that time of year. (laughs) It's that time of year when we are entering the holiday season in full swing. It's that time of year when you will be gathering with family and friends and mixing in conversations about money likely isn't on the menu, but I believe it ought to be. So on today's episode, I'm going to share with you some pointers, not on how to make it less awkward per se, but on how to engage in these critically important conversations in the midst of feeling awkward, in the midst of feeling uncomfortable. If for no other reason than this, your family's financial wellness, your individual financial wellness today and in generations to come, it depends on it. And speaking of financial wellness, you probably listen to More Than Money for a variety of reasons. And by the way, I thank you for that. Maybe you have a persistent question or challenge, or maybe you just want a silent thought partner as you think about what should be your next best move. Whatever brings you here, you've likely discovered that crunching the numbers only, well, that's not really the solution. No matter the hole you're trying to dig out of or avoid, no matter the uphill battle you're trying to fight, it's always about more than money. And you are embracing this. And I thank you for that too. You've come to appreciate that focusing on the numbers alone won't solve your money problems or your challenges or answer your question completely. It won't even help you with satisfying your desires. I work with clients to help them identify what's going on behind the numbers. We look at the emotions, values, your personal strengths, and even your personality to create a completely personalized approach so that you can finally reach your financial goals. At this time of year, some people are so consumed with year-end planning and holiday activities that they wait until the new year to start working on their financial goals and their financial plan. I think that's short-sighted. I believe now is the perfect time to get the help that you need with your financial game plan. I'd love to help you turn your financial dreams into concrete, measurable goals for the new year before the new year. Once we're clear on what you want and why you want it, we'll work together to design a strategy that takes your unique personality, style, and values into account. No more one-size-fits-all financial advice because we know that just doesn't work and you know it just doesn't feel right, just doesn't sit right. Instead, you'll have a personalized system that you can actually follow because it's been tailored to you. If you're ready to go beyond the numbers and finally feel confident in your money plan, I'd love to talk with you. So go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash beyond. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash beyond to schedule your free discovery call. Now, let's dive into today's episode, and let's talk about 
having conversations about money, primarily with your family, but you can also certainly apply this to your dear and close friends as well. And of course, we are looking to do this and capitalize on the fact that everybody is getting together during the holidays. And when you think of any family, but especially your own, you likely think of it in an intergenerational linear fashion. So you're connecting the oldest members to the youngest ones, and it probably looks more like, you know, a workplace organizational chart with lines that are going up and down and across to just kind of indicate the relationship or the relationships. But for our purposes, I actually need you to have a different visual in mind. It would help if you actually saw your family more as an ecosystem that resembles a circle. And here's why I'm asking you to do that. The economic realities of the 21st century are really demanding that we don't think necessarily up and down and linearly, but that we do think in a continuous circle, if you will. And again, this is because your family's overall financial wellness, especially over multiple generations, is really kind of demanding that this different viewpoint is adopted. And in order to adopt that circular ecosystem kind of uh, framework, it also then means that family members have to be willing to talk about money. Now, I realize that I, you know, one can say this from a professional standpoint, and I also realized that on a personal standpoint that I was actually kind of fortunate in this regard because my mother and I, we always talked about money. I'm sure it was part circumstances, but I'm also sure that it was really kind of my mother's style. For starters, it was just she and me um, since I was two when my parents separated. And... Um, Part of it was probably because she wanted me, you know, to just be financially responsible and, and, and know what that meant, which is probably why she taught me how to balance a checkbook at the age of 13. So we often talked about money. But let me just, you know, put this there too. Just because we often talk about it, talked about it, I should say, that does not mean that it was less difficult, that it was less uncomfortable or a less emotional for either of us, especially as we started having conversations about money toward the end of her life. Now, I know that my family experience isn't unique, single child, single parent, but based upon what I know about some of my friends and some of my clients, our family conversations about money, well, they were certainly atypical. And perhaps this is why I'm such an advocate for families pushing through the awkwardness and carving out the time when you are already organically together to actually do this, which is why the holidays are a perfect time to have these conversations about money. Now, maybe you've listened thus far and you've rolled your eyes or you've silently said to yourself, there is just no way we are going to talk about money during the holidays. And if that's yes, I'm not surprised because I definitely get this reaction all the time because I know that mixing family, money, and the holidays can be an emotional landmine. It's one that requires what I like to describe as graceful navigation and maybe even greater negotiation. But avoiding the talk, <laughs> that doesn't make the need for it disappear. So why not actually endeavor to get really good at it and to prepare yourself to have it be as pleasant as possible? 
Now, I want to share with you a framework. And here's the thing. I understand that there are many family dynamics and nuances to consider. And so what I want to share with you, I really want you to just kind of in, in take it in as a pick and choose guide. Because you might be listening, and perhaps it's the case that your family, you already have healthy conversations about money. And if that's true, then continue to listen and listen for ideas about maybe, you know, substance and style that you might want to change and tweak. On the other hand, if your family talks about money but only when there is a crisis, or if your family <laughs> falls into the category of avoiding this topic totally as if it were a plague, well then read this both for ideas of what to talk about as well, or as I said read this, I mean listen to this, um, as ideas of what to talk about as well as how to prepare for a meaningful experience. Because again, just like there's no one size fits all advice when it comes to money, there certainly isn't the, you know, a one size fits all suggestion when it comes to guiding families through talking about it. Because again, there are so many different dynamics to take into account. Having said that though, here's the framework and here's where it begins. It begins with having the right mindset. And what do I mean by that? If you want to get the most out of your family money meetings, it's going to help to keep in mind that it's not a one and done conversation. You don't positively impact the current and the future generations with just one conversation about money. It really requires that there is a continuous commitment to do it, even if, this, if, you're, even if you're just starting it now, to continue to do it as often as possible and to make sure that those discussions, while age appropriate, are as intergenerational as possible. So that's the first thing, have the right mindset. The second thing is if you are really having a challenging time broaching the conversation, take a cue from pop culture. Those are really easy entry points to use those as a guide. So what do I mean? Maybe you're listening to a song as you're all gathered together, or maybe you're watching a television show, be it scripted or reality, or a movie, or you're commenting on something that you are seeing trending on social media, or maybe you're even catching up on the neighborhood gossip. All of that can actually serve as a starting point, as a springboard for either kicking off a conversation or resuming one. It can spark a question. It can spark, you know, the idea of sharing an experience about something, whether it's savings or investing or retirement and retirement planning or spending or earning or health or health care, even estate planning. And the thing is, you can use all of this as a way of talking about habits, as a, as a way of talking about expectations, as a way of talking about values, as a way of describing what you believe you would or would not do in different scenarios. There are just so many things that you can actually tap into and use pop culture as a way of instigating those conversations. So those are the first two things, mindset, and broach it if, if, you, if you're having a hard time coming up, you know, with how to enter the conversation or start it, use uh, pop culture. But here's the thing. Whenever you are planning to have a conversation that is on a thorny topic, 
it helps to have a plan and it helps to be strategic. And so the best way to like have a money fail when it comes to this regard and when it comes to talking about money with families, and especially, especially during the holidays, is to spring it on people. Red alert, don't do that. So make a proposal, make a pitch, like send your family members an email even and say, hey, you know what, let's, let's do this. And if it's the first time, let's do this for the first time. If it's something that you haven't done in a while, say, let's resume this. But actually be the one that's leading this important conversation in your family. So propose the idea and do it in advance. And while you are proposing the idea, tell people why it is important to you. I'm sure you've got a reason, but if you don't, you can even just say, hey, I was listening to More Than Money, and this is what Jacques had suggested. I think we should give it a try. So there it is. But I, at the end of the day, propose the idea. Don't spring it on people. So propose it in advance. The next thing is to choose a single topic for discussion. Because when we say money, if we often forget that sometimes money, there's a, there's a broadness to it. And that broadness can make it really overwhelming. So when you say, let's talk about money, it's like, well, what aspect of money are we talking about? So make a list, prepare a list of the different topics that you might want to talk about. And then what you could do is take a poll and see which of those items on your list gets the most votes for what you want to talk about. And then speaking on that front, you may want to just have a container and maybe only, you know, allocate 30 to 60 minutes. Because remember, you're not trying to get everything out on the table, but you want to initiate. So you don't have to take up so much time, but you want to have some time allocated for it. So maybe not only do you propose the idea, not only do you choose the topic, but you actually have some boundaries around how long that conversation, that family meeting is going to take place. And so 30 to 60 minutes is probably ideal depending upon how large your family is. Then the next thing is to actually have the meeting. Um, and, and to have the meeting, as with any meeting, it helps if you have an agenda. It helps if, if you have an outline of, again, what's the topic that you're going to focus on, how many people are there. And with the agenda, you can set some ground rules, like not interrupting people, not making judgmental comments, not bringing up unresolved conflicts that have nothing to do with the person, purpose of the meeting. And, you know, I, I have a friend when their family gets together annually for their family meeting, it's only the children. It's not the spouses or significant others. It's only the children. And so you might decide that in your family, that's a, a framework that you want to adopt as well. But I think the, the thing to, to make sure that you are communicating at every point that you have an opportunity to do so is that the purpose of this gathering isn't to be intrusive. It's not to be judgmental. It is to be supportive. It's to be proactive and it's to be strategic about what comes next. And speaking of what comes next, then that would be the other thing that you'd want to do. And that is to determine, you know, what are the actions to be taken after this meeting? I mean, that's really the sign of any good productive meeting, right? That you are really clear about the next step actions that need to be taken and the time frame for that. So based on your family meeting and your discussion, 
A, what's the takeaway that each person has from that or had from it? And based on that takeaway, what are they now going to make a commitment to do within the next week or the next month or the next three months or something? So you want to make sure that you don't just end the meeting, but that you end the meeting with a follow-up plan that provides support and self-accountability for each of the people that are in attendance. Individuals and families often avoid talking about money because it is so darn hard. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's just like all the things and all of the like things that are just, they don't make you always feel all gooey gooey, right? And so I think this is a, a perfect time to recall the first sentence in the book, The Road Less Traveled, which is life is difficult. Now here's the irony. When you actually embrace that truth, it helps you to just kind of, um, I think, be open, be even more open. And so when you embrace the truth that talking about money will rarely be easy, it then creates the space for it to be easier. And here's the deal. Eventually, every family will have to talk about money. So the question becomes, how do you end up doing it? And whether you do it when things are calm or when you are in the midst of a crisis. And wouldn't it be better if you did the former rather than the latter? Well, clearly, you know what camp I, I'm in. I certainly think so. Um, mixing family, money, and holidays, it doesn't just help the entire family unit, but it helps you individually as well. It helps you to plan for this year and as well the years ahead. And in my opinion, the benefits of that, they, they far outweigh the emotional discomfort you or any of the other family members may experience. So that is why I push for families to use the holiday season to talk about money. Because I really do believe that your family's overall financial wellness today and for future generations may very well depend on it. And if you've got a fractured family, it could be a way to start healing. If you don't have family, I think then, then it becomes even more important that you have these kinds of conversations with your friends that represent your inner circle, that represent your families by choice, if you will. Well, that is it for today's episodes, my friends. And I thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And if you don't want to wait until the new year to start working on your financial game plan, well, then let's talk. As I've shared, I work with clients to help them identify what's going on beyond the numbers. We look at the emotions, values, personal strengths, and even your personality to create a completely personalized approach so you can finally reach your goals on your own terms. If this is something you want, I'd love to help you turn your financial dreams into concrete, measurable goals for the new year before the new year. Once we're clear on what you want and why you want it, we'll work together to design a strategy that takes into account your unique personality, style, and values. If this sounds good, I'd love to talk with you. So go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash beyond. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash beyond to schedule your free discovery call. 
Again, thanks so much for listening. I know you have many options when it comes to podcasts, and I appreciate you including this as one of those. And if we aren't already uh, connected on social media, well, then let's take care of that and connect with me on Twitter or Instagram. Just put my name in the search bar, Jacquette Timmons, and my respective handles will come up. And also, if you are not a subscriber, well, then subscribe to More Than Money on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you are there, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, until next time, that it is about more than money. 